You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast, part of the 90 Min Football Network. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simi. And on this edition, we're going to discuss the reports regarding Alexander Isak and the possibility of the Swedish striker joining Arsenal before the month is over. Um, look, Arsenal Twitter is in its finest form this evening. You know, there's a lot of things I don't like about Arsenal Twitter a lot of the time. There's a lot of things that irritate me about it. But tonight it is at its absolute best. And we are live with you on this Saturday night. Um, my wife's not too happy because we were about to sit down and watch something, you know, one of those all, all week, you know, oh, you don't spend any time with me. You don't spend enough time with me. Um, and then we sit down, kids go to bed, about to stick on a field. And I'm like, kind of got to go and do a live stream about Alexander Isak. She was like, who? Who the hell is Alexander Isak? Well, she'll get to know, hopefully, if Arsenal can get this deal done and over the line. A uh, big hello to everybody joining us live, as I say, on this Saturday night. Really appreciate you uh, choosing to spend your weekend uh, watching the Chronicles of the Gooners stream. There's over 161 of you watching us, and we've only been going for a minute and a bit. That's incredible. So, uh, Thank you. Welcome. Make sure you hit the like button. Do hit the like button. That really, really does help. We've got 37 likes on the board, 42 now. We've got over 170 of you now with us. So if you uh, can help us drive that up, it would be very, very much appreciated. We're going to start off by looking a little bit at Arsenal Twitter and some of the incredible um, <laughs> tweets that are doing the rounds at the moment. And then I'm going to share with you guys some information I've been told about the Alexander Isak pursuit, if you want to call it that. Now, I always say to you guys on um, on this show, when talking about reports from certain journalists, that you do get some that I feel are stabs in the dark. Okay, you do get some stories that I feel it's one plus one. Well, it's two, but we can make it two and a half. Or, you know, and you get people doing that. You get people overblown reports or taking into account circumstances and then turning that into a potential story in the hope that it will stick, it will happen. Um, and they're more of a prediction stories. Yeah, they're more predictions than they are stories. And sometimes when that comes off, you look brilliant. And at other times you, you can finish up with egg on your face. Look, those of you who watch me or listen to me regularly will know that I never claim to be ITK. I never claim to be in the know. Uh, I don't claim to have Edu or Mikel Arteta or anyone within the club on speed dial. Um, I've given you guys a couple of bits of information in the past that proved to be true, that proved to be right, just a couple, because I won't say anything unless I've been told um, very clearly uh, by a very, very good source and by somebody that I trust. And there isn't many people that I trust when it comes to Arsenal news outside of the, the big people that we all know, of course. You know, everybody says, oh, I've got a contact. If I had a pound for every time one of my mates has said to me, my contact at the club told me this, who the hell was your contact? Because the guy that 
works in the armory, doesn't know what's going on behind the scenes with regards to transfer deals. So I'm always really worried about this. I'm always really um, careful when these kind of situations come along. But I wanted to share with you guys what I have been told and what I believe to be the case with regards to Arsenal's pursuit of Alexander Isak. Now, Arsenal have been looking at a striker this month. That's that's been no secret. We all know that Arsenal were looking at Alexander Vlavic. Uh, we know that Alexander Alexander Vlavic getting the two mixed up. We all know that Dusan Vlavic was uh, somebody that Arsenal were very very keen on. But we also know that Arsenal have been keeping track on Alexander Isak for a while. This is not a new link. He's somebody that we were heavily linked with in the summer and he's somebody that we continue to hold an interest in. Fabrizio Romano, the transfer king himself, has been quoted as saying that Arsenal uh, really like him, that they are almost obsessed with him, I think was the quote he used, and that he's a player that Arsenal uh, would love to uh, to bring to the football club. So what is my understanding of how the land lays or lies uh, with regards to Alexander Riza? And look at so many of you in the chat. Uh, enough waffle, Harry. Out with it. Uh, <laughs> Airy Hart, out with it. I-, I might not even be right. I'm just warning you before. Uh, Mark says, uh, apologies uh, to your wife. Tommy Hall says he's coming to the carpet, hopefully. Um Vashan Giriyapur says, it's 1.30am here. This Isaac news is keeping me awake. Well, hold on a minute. I'm going to tease you a little bit. We've got 310 of you watching us live right now. We've only got 96 likes on the board. Let's get that to 125 likes and I'll tell you. <laughs> but let's let, let's start off by making it clear that what I'm about to say um, to you guys, not that it's like a massive deal or anything, is not based on Alexander Isak being in London now. Um, this is something that I was told earlier on in the day. And then I jumped on a commentary. And when I came off the commentary, uh, Celtic versus Dundee United, what a big win that was for Celtic, by the way. It came up that uh, Alexander Isak was in London or people were starting to tweet that. And that was um, that was going uh, around the Twitter sphere. So my understanding, I'll get there, uh, around the Alexander Isak situation is this. Arsenal have opened conversation with Real Sociedad with regards to the potential of bringing Alexander Isak to the Emirates Stadium this month. He is somebody that's been a long-term target. As I say, just like Dusan Vlavic, he was somebody that they hoped uh, they'd be able to bring in in the summer. Obviously, everything that's gone on at Arsenal has accelerated the need for the Gunners to go in search of a striker. In Dusan Vlavic's case, it was a little bit different. Arsenal were aware of Juventus's interest in the player and were aware that if they didn't try it this January, there's a good chance that they would have had even more competition to face in the summer. And although Arsenal don't expect Alexander Isak to go anywhere else just yet, uh, there is a kind of a similar feeling within the club that this is an opportunity for Arsenal to try and uh, and get this deal done before somebody else enters the picture. Alexander Isak is said to be interested in a move to Arsenal, although he's not been totally convinced, uh, is the latest line. Uh, So he is someone who would be open to moving to the club, but the club still have some way to go in terms of of convincing him. Some reports are saying that personal terms have been agreed. I understand that personal terms haven't been completely agreed, but it's the Arsenal not a million miles away from meeting what it is that Alexander Isak is looking for. Now, 
what's the situation with the fee? We know that Alexander Isak has this huge release clause of a reported 90 million euros, which is around about 75 million pounds. And my understanding is that Arsenal do not want to pay that. In an ideal world, Arsenal do not want to pay that. And there are question marks within the club um, whether or not it's worth paying that in the event that we get right to the end of the window and they, they need to get this thing done. There's a bit of back and forth going in going on behind the scenes between the hierarchy and Mikel Arteta and Edu uh, with regards to whether or not that would be a worthwhile or sensible investment. Um, so it, that's not what Arsenal want to do. And they are currently, uh, according to what I'm told, negotiating with Real Sociedad, testing out the water to see if the Basque club would accept something in the region of 60 to 65 million pounds, in which case Arsenal would be happy to make the move now and try and conclude a deal for Alexander Isak between now and when the deadline closes on Monday night. Now, this is not guaranteed to happen. OK, I want to make that clear. This is not guaranteed to happen. There's still a lot that needs to be worked out. There's still a lot that needs to be negotiated. And there's still a lot that needs to be discussed before Arsenal can say that they've done a deal for Alexander Isak. But my understanding is that Arsenal is so big on this player and the player who is quite keen on the move or, or is at least considering the move um, feels like he will end up at Arsenal someday. But we're not sure about the timing. The timing is the big, big problem here. Um, will Arsenal get it done before the end of the month? That remains to be seen. His relationship with Martin Odegaard is said to be a big factor in this. And the person that told me this has also told me that Martin Odegaard has been on the phone to Alexander Isak um, with regards to this potential move as well. So just to summarise, Arsenal want Alexander Isak. Arsenal want to do the deal between now and the end of the window. But Arsenal do not necessarily, unless it's really, really necessary, uh, pay the six, uh, messing up my words, Saturday night shouldn't be streaming, should be doing something else. <laughs> Arsenal do not want to pay the 90 million euro release clause. So they're going to try their luck and see if they can negotiate it down. And look, it would be really frustrating if we missed out because Arsenal didn't want to, um, you know, because Arsenal didn't want to go that extra mile. But I also understand the reluctance to pay 90 million euros for him. You know, there's a lot of question marks about his goal record. There's a lot of people who are saying, mm, I don't know if he's worth that. And I agree, he's not worth 90 million euros. But I'd say he's worth about 60, 65 million pounds because just like Ben White, just like Aaron Ramsdale, sometimes you have to pay over the odds um, to get someone that you want and, and a lot of the time you're paying for what they might become and not necessarily what they are today. So that's the information that I've got. Arsenal are interested. Arsenal have opened up the lines of communication with Real Sociedad and are trying to get Real Sociedad to come to the table for a deal that would be worth around 60 to 65 million pounds. No guarantee that they're going to accept it. No guarantee that Arsenal are going to agree um, personal terms with Alexander Isak either. As I said, I don't think they're a million miles away from what I've been told, but I've also been told that the reports um, suggesting that those personal terms are agreed are not true, uh, at least not now. So, yeah, um, that's the latest. That's the latest on Alexander Isak. And I want to make it clear, I'm not ITK. I don't pretend uh, to have information 
uh, and, I, and I'm not pretending now. Um, it, it's been told to me by somebody I trust, somebody who's given me a couple of bits in the past that have really kind of helped me to kind of um, get into this world and get into this kind of career. Um, so I think, you know, well, I'm hoping that, that this information is reliable, but you're only as good as the information that you're given. And I don't want everybody to be uh, you know, kind of getting carried away with themselves. You guys, as I keep saying, who watch me and listen to me will know that I don't do this often. I don't come on a stream and talk about something and, and provide information if I don't um if I don't believe it at least 75%. That's what I would say. But yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see how the next couple of days pan out. My God, please, Arsenal, get a top striker in. Come on. We've got enough uh, Swedish fans on the Chronicles of Aguna. Come on, guys, have a word. Have a word. Uh, let's uh, let's check where we are on likes. We've got 194 likes. Wow. Uh, there's 579 of you watching us live right now. Please do hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. Look, we want to get to um, 20,000 by the end of the season. If we get to 18 and a half by the end of the transfer window, that will be amazing here on the YouTube channel. So please do get involved. Right. Let's take uh, some of um, your questions. People asking me, well, who is the source? Look, I know everybody, when you say to them, who's the source, they go, I can't tell you. And then you go, yeah, right. Well, no, but genuinely, I don't want to hang someone out to dry and make them lose their job. Um, <laughs> just so I could get a few more views on YouTube. No, come on, man. Um, that's not the way. That's not me. Uh, Mark, <laughs> obviously uh, referencing the the thing I said about obviously leaving my wife in the lurch to watch TV by herself for the time being. Uh, we'd be doing a live stream on Valentine's Day. You bet, mate. You bet. Um, Harvey says, do you think he's been in London to talk about those personal deals? No, I don't. Um, I think obviously being in London would have helped if there was further negotiations to take place. Um, we know that Edu has stayed back and he's in London and he's not uh, on the trip to Dubai and he's, he's trying to get things done and he's working hard behind the scenes. Obviously, him being in London uh, makes it uh, easier and, and makes him more accessible, makes Arsenal more accessible. But from what I was told, this was a pre-planned trip for Alexander Isak to London. It wasn't something that it or it isn't a trip that he's made specifically for this purpose. Um, or with a view to joining the club. This is a trip that was already planned and people have cottoned on that he's in London. Um, yeah, great. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Uh, Ty Gunasaurus tuned into my commentary uh, earlier. Thank you so much, man. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, let's see <laughs> what else we've got. Um, some bloke says, will we be hung up on Sociedad not having a replacement? There's a good chance that that could be the problem. And there's a good chance that will be the reason that Arsenal end up having to trigger that release clause. Now, as I say, Arsenal are reluctant to do that at this moment in time, because although they like the player, although they rate the player, 90 million euros is a hell of a lot of money. Um, Real Sociedad are currently sixth in La Liga, and they're only two points off of the Champions League places. So if Sociedad feel that losing Alexander Isak at this stage would seriously damage their chances of qualifying for the Champions League, then you can understand why they'd be reluctant to sell because the money that they would stand to lose from not qualifying as a result, in their opinion, of, of losing Alexander Isak would need to be compensated. And um, 
yeah, I, I think that there's a very good chance that that is the reason that if it doesn't go through, that that's why. Um, Matt G says, Harry, do you know how long we've been in contact with Isak or his club? Just wondering if it was after Vlavic. So from what I was told, Arsenal have been in contact with Alexander Isak's representatives unofficially for a long time, uh, for a few months. But Arsenal have opened the lines of communication with Real Sociedad today. That's what I was told. Um, which uh, which doesn't really bode well, does it? Because it is Saturday night and, you know, you'd hope that it's further down the line than any of us know, but it's Saturday night and um, the deadline is on Monday night. So, yeah, we're, there's a real uh, race against time here. Uh, let's see what else we've got. Um, <laughs> Harry, the license plate is fake. Look it up yourself on the .gov website. Mate, I haven't got time for that. <laughs> I genuinely haven't got time for that, man. But I saw it on Twitter and it, it made me laugh, man. It was, it was incredible. Let me just show you guys what's going around. If you haven't seen this, you'll find this hilarious, I'm sure. Um, this tweet came out. The car Alexander Isak is driving around London today was bought, registered and taxed in January 2022. You don't just buy a Rolls Royce in a random country if you're on holiday for a few days. Now, that wasn't the original tweet. That's somebody that shared it. But I couldn't find the original one off the top of my head. And then someone else has dropped this. Um, his car was spotted leaving the same road where the player's entrance is coming into Emirates. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you might as well scrap MI, what are they called? MI5, MI6? I don't even know anymore. You might as well scrap any secret service here in the UK and just give Arsenal fans the job. Uh, they're doing a much better job of it. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Uh, let's keep working through the questions for a little bit longer, but can't stay too long. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Tom Bacon says, uh, do you reckon if we get Isak, that will be all the business done this window? I did ask that question. Uh, is that the only deal in the pipeline? I understand that Arsenal is still looking for a midfielder, but obviously prioritising uh, bringing in a centre forward and prioritising bringing in a signing that they believe is one for the future, uh, as opposed to making a stopgap signing. And we did talk earlier on, didn't we, about um, the idea of Alvaro uh, Morata, um, what that uh, what that means. Um, you know, it, you know, would Arsenal consider that as a short term um, option? You know, and and I think that they should, but only if they can't get in or it becomes evident that they won't be able to get in the type of player that they want. I'm I'm a big advocate of, you know, we needed the fact that we needed to strip everything back and build again. And then in that build, as important as moving shit players is out, it's just as important that you make sure that you bring in the right players. And I think that there are... Some players that Arsenal have been eyeing up for a long time, Alexander Isak is one of them, that if the opportunity comes to get them and you really believe in this strategy, in this process, if you like, then you've got to do it and you've got to move forward. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Steve Stone says, I'm not getting carried away. Uh, I will wait for the shops to open tomorrow till I get his name printed on my shirt. No, ser in all seriousness, because like I I've come on this this podcast in a bit of a like juvenile state i was laughing at the beginning i was smiling i was you know feeling like really kind of positive etc etc um but 
I don't know that this deal is going to go through. And Arsenal don't know that this deal is going to go through. And Alexander Isak doesn't know that this deal is going through. It's still a long way from being done. But the lines of communication are open. Uh, Kim B says, I knew it. Harry doesn't want Eddie to lose his job. Confirmed. Harry gets paid in dollars and gets info from the club. <laughs> uh, what else have we got in the chat box? Um, what do you make of the fan base tracking down his car, mate? There's something worrying about that. Uh, there really, really is. Uh, Sam Tresida says, hey, Harry, thank you for the update. New subscriber, smash a like, people. Thank you uh, so, so much, Sam. Welcome to the channel. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you uh, for your very kind Super Chat donation as well. And as I say, welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna family. Uh, what else have we got? Sam also goes on to say, uh, doesn't the release clause mitigate that? Well, mitigate the risk of, of Sociedad saying no, yeah. But this is the point that I was making a little bit earlier on. Arsenal don't want to pay that 90 million euro release clause. I'm getting the impression that Arsenal feel they can't pay that 90 million euro release clause. Because remember, the key thing is with these release clauses, okay? And this is why at the time when the Thomas Partey deal was done, I, I, I praised KSE because they found a way of making this happen. So the way these release clauses work is that you can't go to the club and say, here's £45 million up front. Then you're going to get £10 million, £10 million, £10 million. You know the way that Arsenal like to do business. It's very much a case of you need to get the full amount and you need to go and prove that you have the full amount and deposit the full amount, uh, amount to La Liga, not the club, to La Liga. And La Liga will then transfer that money to the club and almost broker the deal between the two clubs. That's what the release clauses uh, work like in Spain. It's, it's a very different way of working. Uh, so that's my understanding of how the situation would work. So Arsenal might feel like, like investing 90 million euros in Alexander Isak over the course of four seasons, five seasons, whatever is, is worthwhile, but they need to be able to stump up the money up front. And that's the fear. That's what worries me about this deal. Can Arsenal stump up 90 million euros in one go to go and trigger that release clause? We're going to have to try and negotiate it down. I'm, I'm almost certain of that. If we did do it, then you'd have to assume that this is something that the club's hierarchy are really backing and supporting because they'd, I'm sure they'd have to do uh, a couple of bits and pieces behind the scenes to make that happen, uh, just like they did, um, just like they did with, uh, just like they did with um, at Thomas Partey at the time. Uh, what else have we got? Um, <laughs> Patrick says, uh, "Could you say the words here we go quick, please?" <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. Just what did you say? It no. <laughs> not doing it. Uh, Matt G says that you're already in trouble, Harry. Uh, just keep the stream going till Monday. Do you know what, mate? You're not wrong. Hold on. Uh, let's see um, what's going on. Hold on one second. Uh, no, nothing important. <laughs> uh, Simon Walker with an interesting question. Is the Arthur Mello deal dead now, Harry? Um, I, I don't think it's completely dead. I think that there's a possibility that that deal might still go through, but it's only um, if Juventus would be willing to trim down the term of that loan. Because 
as I say, um, Juventus wanted this to be an 18-month deal. Arsenal wanted it to be a six-month deal. Edu agreed to the 18-month deal only to have it shut down by those uh, within the club's hierarchy. So I'd assume that that deal might um, come back to life uh, or, or, I guess, res be resurrected if indeed uh, those terms or, or if indeed the... If indeed Juventus are willing to give let it happen Arsenal's way, I guess. Right. Um, do you know what? I'm going to pick out one or two more bits and then I'm going to jump off uh, because um, I've got things to be getting on with. Uh, to be honest, I'd love to sit here and chat with you guys all night, but I'll be in a doghouse for it and um kind of don't want to be. Um, it's not worth it. Trust me. Uh, let's say a big hello to Jean de Dieu. Uh, Sebagabo says hello from Kigali, Rwanda. Thank you for your updates. I'm a regular follower. Don't miss any of your videos. You're the best. Keep it up, Harry. Thank you so much, mate. Uh, Billy Kilgallen says I've skipped his question. Mate, let me try and find it. Do you know how many comments are coming through? Um, I do miss them sometimes. I always say this. I do miss them. Uh, I'm trying to find Billy Kilgallen's comment. Do you know what, mate? If you can copy and paste it back in, that would be great. It would really save me a lot of time of scrolling back through uh, the chat box. Uh, yeah. Oh, hold on. I think I might have found it. Have I? Billy Kilgallen, where are you? Here we go. If we bring back Saliba and get a new right back, do you think our defence is basically sorted for a few seasons, leaving the focus totally on midfield and attacking options? Yeah. Um, you know, I think we'd go a long way in solving it if we've got Saliba back playing well. Um, we've got Ben White playing well. Gabriel playing well. Um, you know, I think we probably need another centre-back. I think you need to have four, especially if you're going to be in Europe. Um, so, yeah, but it, it's a good point. I think, you know, Mikel Arteta has shown that he likes to build from the back. He's He likes to play from the back. He likes to build a team from the back. I think that's been clear that, in his eyes, the first port of call when he came into the club was to try and rectify the defensive side of things. And I think he's gone a long way in doing that. It's still not perfect, but I think he's gone uh, quite far in doing that. Right, listen, I'm going to have to dash, but let me just quickly summarise the information on Alexander Isak. Arsenal have opened up lines of communication with Real Sociedad over the potential signing of Alexander Isak this month. Arsenal want to get the deal done. Um, Arsenal, a little bit reluctant to pay the release clause, which is 90 million euros, understandably, and are working to try and negotiate a fee in the region of 60 to 65 million pounds, which they feel they could pay up front for Alexander Isak. Personal terms with the player are not yet completely agreed, although the player has indicated via his uh, representatives that he would be interested and is considering the move if the two clubs can agree a deal. Alexander Isak isn't desperate to leave Real Sociedad right now, so we've still got some way to go in convincing the player and convincing Real Sociedad to let him go. But the lines of communication are open. And my understanding is that his trip to London has nothing to do with this. This was a pre-planned trip. But Arsenal moving to try and get this deal done before the deadline on Monday. Thank you all so much for tuning in. There's over 800 of you live watching us right now. That is incredible. Um, well worth jumping on and doing the stream, even if it did stick me in the doghouse. I'll be back tomorrow with some more. We'll probably uh, talk about it in a little bit more depth tomorrow. 324 um, likes on the board, 325. You know what? Let's try and get it to 400 by the time I lock this video off. I'll catch you all tomorrow. Until then, goodbye. Take care of yourselves.
You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguda, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening. 